When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Back Row Bitching Show. I'm going to bitch about some shit. That's what I do. Uh, that's, or that's what I've been doing anyways. Let's go right into it. So anytime I, I hear something that kind of triggers me or gives me just a little, uh, what, what do you call it? Like a little, little pissed off twinge. I'm like, I got to write that down. I got to do an episode on this. I got to just get this off my chest. So my wife tonight, she tells me that uh, Etsy, the place you can buy shit that people make, you know, if I wanted to make a, a fucking rag doll made out of fucking tumbleweeds and Elmer's glue and old washcloths, that's where I could go to Etsy and sell that shit. I'm not going to do that. No worries. It's not going to happen at all. Never. So, but she buys something off Etsy. She's bought a lot of things off Etsy, but she bought something from Etsy and it is just kind of waiting to be shipped. And she bought it like four days ago. They printed the label. So she thought, well, this is exciting. This is coming. I'm getting this product. Well, no, apparently Etsy is the place you go when you want to wait for fucking ever to get something shipped. But that's not, it's not just a, a rant against Etsy. Etsy? Etsy? Etsy. Not just a rant about Etsy. It's shipping with buying stuff everywhere. Every, like marketplaces, all kinds of stuff. Like some people don't ship your stuff for days upon days. And maybe, maybe it's just me. I like to make sure that I ship whatever is bought from me within 24 hours. Typically, like if I'm home or if I have the product with me, which I do that sometimes, I will take stuff with me. I have stuff at work that's listed for sale because I'm at work more than I'm at home. I will take that stuff with me. That way, if somebody buys something from me, it's going in the mail. And yes, I have shipping materials in my office as well. I want to get stuff to people quickly because me being an excited buyer of product, I want my shit. I want you to mail me what I bought as soon as you can possibly mail it to me, please. That's all I ask, please. So that's, that's the topic that I'm going to start out with. Like, what's the deal? If you, and here's the double-sided sword of it. Anytime I've ever sold something and been out of town or there just wasn't an opportunity for me to ship it right away, usually by day two, the buyer messages and says, is, has this shipped or is this shipping knowing damn well that if it was them that was selling it, they're going to hold on to that shit for like four to five days before they even dream about shipping it out. Yeah. Lovely, isn't it? But that's. That's the society we live in. It's like me, me, me. 
selfish, selfish, selfish. Now, if somebody gives me a heads up and tells me, you know, I'm out of town, I'm going to take a couple days, three days, four days, whatever. Can't ship your product right away. Hey, thanks for letting me know. That's the least you could do. I can't make you, uh, you know, not be halfway across the country. I can't make you drive across the country because my item that I paid $18 for is more important than whatever you got going on. I can't make you do that. But the fact that you message me and you tell me that it's going to be a minute, going to be a while. I appreciate the hell out of that. I appreciate communication. And that's something that the world has lost is communication. And it goes down to a lot of things. It's not just shipping and buying and purchasing and online interactions. It's everything. Like if I, you know, if I want to go somewhere or do something with a buddy and they don't communicate, like I just stop, you know, like sometimes if you have to ask multiple times about something you're supposed to do with somebody you enjoy and it's not happening or there's no communication, I fucking bail, you know, I'm out. Like the easiest thing we could possibly do as humans is communicate. Even if that communication is not easy. Like if, you know, somebody the other day mentioned, uh, going and hanging out and doing this or that and the other, and you know, all that good stuff. And I was just straight up like, dude, I'm going to be honest. It's not going to happen. I don't have time. I'm not going to make time. It's not important enough. I didn't say it's not important enough, but I insinuated, you know, this is kind of low on my priority list. Me going out, hanging out, having a beer, uh, you know, going, going to the strip club, which I don't do. That stuff is not on the priority list. It's not high on the priority list at all. Think about it this way. If you actually like your kids anyway, if you actually like your family, are you like, I, I find it hard. I, I find it hard to fathom wanting to go out and, and go to the bar or go to the strip club with, uh, you know, just a buddy when you could be spending that time with the, the people that you truly love. I'm not saying you can't love friends. Like I love some of my friends, but no love is deeper than, you know, child wife, partner, significant other, like that's love. Friends are cool. Friends are great. But, uh, what, what is a friend really, you know, is it just someone you hang out with or is it, does it run deeper than that? If it runs deeper than that, you, you can ignore a lot of what I, I said, and I will take your side and understand, like if you've got that true friend, but most of us have those friends that don't actually benefit us in any way at all. And that may sound selfish, but it's a, it's a thing like a friendship is a two way street where you both benefit each other and enjoy each other's company. Not, you know, I do everything for my friend and never get anything in return. You know what? That's not a friend that that's not a friend. You cut that shit off. You move on, you find someone else. And yes, this is a reason I basically have no friends because friend is a strong word. It takes a lot for me to consider you as a friend. Now, granted this show, uh, arms, I'll use arms as an example. Arms is a friend. Arms is a guy that I could be like, you know, I got something going on. Could you help me? 
He's the kind of guy that would drop what he's doing as long as it's not overly important. And even sometimes it could be important. But he's the kind of dude that'll drop that and and show up, you know, because he's an actual friend. If you've got a friend like that, congratulations. Now, granted, me and arms don't hang out all the time. We've got lives. We've got families. We've got shit going on. And that's another thing that makes a pretty solid friend is the understanding that you've got shit going on and the understanding that neither of you are going to take offense if you go months without talking. You pick up where you left off. That, that, my friends, is a friend. You can pick up exactly where you left off. You don't have to be awkward. You don't have to be like, well, I'm mad at him because he didn't call me and he won't go hang out with me and drink at the bar while his family's at home struggling with, you know, homework. And no, you know, a friend understands a friend doesn't put themselves above your family. A friend doesn't put themselves in a place of selfishness where it's all about them. They understand the two way street of being a friend. Not sure how I got onto that one. I went from shipping to uh, what is a friend really? And that's going to bring me to another topic. And I actually have done this one before. I have poured my heart out a little bit about this topic that extends beyond friendship and into family. I'm not going to tell you where I've done this or what podcast it was because, you know, I don't need you to bail on this and go to that. This is going to be a little a few, a handful of years younger and maybe wiser, maybe not. But family is the same thing. If you are fucking around with a bunch of people that make you miserable because they're quote unquote family, fucking walk away. Seriously, walk away. Like this, your life is so short, you know, like I, I feel like I've been on this planet for 20 years, but I've been on it for 41 been here a while. It doesn't feel like it. Like I look in the mirror and I see gray in my beard and I see lines developing like in the corners of my eyes. I see, I see changes and I'm like, man, this is, uh, this is kind of scary. And then at the same time, I'm thankful that I cut the family cord a long time ago. Now, granted again, if you have a truly great family that knows how to love knows how to show love and makes each other happy. Truly ignore what I'm talking about. Ignore what I'm saying because you got it made. My in-laws are that way. My in-laws are amazing. They are fantastic people with flaws. We all have flaws, but for the most part, they are truly loving, caring human beings. I didn't grow up with that. I really didn't. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I grew up with people that didn't know how to show love seriously. And, and the occasional hug and the awkward, I love you is this is not, that's not it. 
You know what I mean? There's a lot of selfishness in my family. I got kids. My kids don't know their grandparents really at all. They remember them a little bit because I did last ditch efforts and tried to make things happen, but some people don't know how to love. And I'm not here to damn those people. Like, I'm not going to just talk shit about those people. There's a deficiency there. There's something going on. I got really lucky growing up in a family that kind of lacked the ability to show love. And somehow I prioritized love. Like I prioritized hugging my kids, appreciating my wife and not fakely, you know, like maybe it's the lack of love that's made me appreciate what I've got so much. I don't know, but somehow, some way, you know, it's, it's worked out. Like when people find out that I don't have much of a relationship with my family, they're a little bit confused. Like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like, no, don't be like, I don't hate anybody. I'm not upset with anybody even. Like I have to deal with the whole, it is what it is kind of thing. You can't change people. And some people just aren't built that way. So the way I look at it is I'm built different than my intermediate family. I'm not really like them. I don't think I'm better than them. Nothing like that. If they're doing what makes them happy, good for them. Again, short life. We have one goes by really fucking fast too. If you, if you're happy, don't worry about anything else. Like it's good to make other people happy, but if you're happy, don't worry about anything else. As long as you're not hurting anybody and you're happy, don't worry about a thing. But if you are holding on to family because of the whole bullshit family, you know, sticks by each other, blood is blood, blah, blah, blah. No, if they're making you miserable, get the fuck away. Get away as fast as you can. Cut the cord. Don't worry about what people think of you. Because if you're miserable, you already know what they think of you. And that's not much. It's not much at all. Which means you need to find your own family. You need to make your own family. You need to find people that actually care about you and know how to love. Or if you're not a person that knows how to show love, go find the people that, you know, align with you and be with them. Don't be with your loving family if you don't like showing love. It goes both ways. It goes every which way. That's why I'm not mad at any of my family for being different than me. Like, it sucks because my kids have one set of grandparents. They'll never know what it's like to have two that is very involved in their life, and that kind of sucks. And I do admittedly hold some resentment, but it's not hatred and it's not any kind of anger. It's just, it's more disappointment. You know, it's more how did, you know, why me? Why did I grow up? and not have a strong bond with my parents. Let's be real. Like I I don't, you know, I just don't. And every once in a while, it does come back to like bite me Uh, a couple Christmases ago. I kind of lost my shit in the shower. It's kind of heartbreaking, you know, to myself. I, cause I didn't, I wasn't going to visit any family and I could, I could have, but it would have been, it would have been like a mistake. If that makes any sense. I was just upset and sad for the fact that I'm not close to my family. And like, I get to see my wife be close with her family and I have a great grasp that that's not me, but that doesn't mean it, it does not hurt to know that that's not me, that I don't have that, that I don't share that in common with her. Luckily for me, her parents show me a lot of love. 
So it melts away pretty quickly when I'm in their presence, which is awesome. But I legitimately am like a shoot my family, a text person on the holidays. And, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe they expect me to be more, but I, I feel like I've tried that. Like I I've attempted it. I've taken my kids around. I've tried to make things work and it just falls apart. It falls apart every time. Again, that's fine. I don't want to change anybody, but I don't want you to waste your life trying to constantly make work what won't work. Like if your holidays are miserable, and this is a good this is a good time to have this conversation with myself. Holidays are coming up. If your holidays are miserable, like fix them, you know? If you're not a Christmas person and and everyone makes you be a Christmas person, here's an example. I know a person who has to buy every single person in their family a gift. Now the whole family does it. They all have to buy each other a gift. It's their whole tradition thing, but every single one of them go fucking broke. They judge each other's gifts. It's a, it's a goddamn mess. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. Piss all over that. That's something that doesn't make any of them happy. Maybe they get their material possessions and some of them are hit and the misses they just go home and bitch about, but fuck all that, man. That's, that's no way to live. Like I, I'm not sitting here trying to say I've got it all figured out. I don't like, I still have my moments where I wish things were a little different. I still have my moments where I wonder if I'm the bad guy. Sometimes I still question myself just like anyone else would, but at the same time, my stress levels are pretty damn low and they're pretty damn low because I don't put up with the shit that my family, they, let me be clear. They don't really try to put me through too much shit. But the times that they have, like, I I don't let that happen. So there's really no stress in not continuing to try to make a family a family. Like, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. Because every time I've tried, again, every time I've tried to pull things in a little more and pull it together, it's very obvious that it's a pipe dream. But that's not stressful to me. In fact, it's less stressful because I don't have family members that don't truly want to be around me that much stressing me out. In a way, it's kind of a really good situation at times. But then you got those times where you're in the shower and wish that you had a relationship with, you know, it's it's seeing what you don't have sometimes that, that fucks with you like seeing people and how much they love their parents and how much their parents love them back and, and so on and so forth. Cousins, aunts, uncles, all that good shit. It's sometimes not easy to see just because when you're a loving person, it'd be perfect if everyone showed love and everyone knew how to love each other in that way. But that is not the case. And that is okay. Kind of therapeutic for me. If you can't tell, I haven't even thought about this topic for a long time. Like I haven't had to think about this topic for a long time. I do have a, a grandmother that's about to pass and, uh, she would be, I would be down to one grandparent, which is my grandfather who looks like he's going to live to be about 150. He's, he's beast, but my grandmother, you know, I, I, I'm not close to that side of my family. So 
it's one of those weird things. Like, how do you, how do you feel? Like, how, how do you, how do you make yourself feel remorse or make yourself feel sadness for a loss of something that you didn't quite have anyways? It's kind of like hearing about somebody across the country, hearing about a tragedy or something and, and you get that gut punch and you're like, oh, that's sad. You move on pretty quick. I think I've said that recently in something. But you, you move on pretty quick from that. That's kind of where I'm at. And that's that's sad in its own way that I'm probably going to get through things easier than most because of that disconnect in my family. People ship out your products, man. See? See what happened? See what happens when you don't ship out stuff that people buy from you? This guy gets on a tangent about families and love and this and that. But anyways, back to my original point, like you don't have to put up with stressful situations. You don't have to make people happy. Quit being a people pleaser on that topic, on that note. Quit worrying about pleasing everyone else. If you are not happy, you, you got to take care of you first. I sound like Dr. Phil, don't I? What you got to do is take care of you and then you can take care of your family if you're happy. Thanks, Dr. Phil. You're welcome. All right. Fantastic. I don't have a ton else. Uh, that, that was kind of my talking point today. The, the shipping thing rolled into the family thing. And next thing you know, I'm pouring it out to you. But if you haven't noticed, I'm not getting choked up or emotional because this is the way of life for me. The way of life for me is a, a, a full devotion of time to my wife, my kids. I don't hide them. I don't hide my wife, hide my kids, hide your husband. They're getting everybody around here. I don't, you know, it's just them. It's me and it's them. And I've got some people that I'm friends with. One of my wife's best friends, I think the world of, she's a real one, a good one, a great one. And, uh, you know, I got a couple buddies that are pretty solid arms as one of those guys. He's a good dude even though we disagree on just about everything <laughs> morally, politically, and fantasy football-wise when we were doing that, he's he's a good one. He's, he's a really, really good one. And that's who you want to surround yourself with. You know, I've sadly had to, to drop a lot of people that I did enjoy being around because their shit didn't line up with my own. There's another thing. If you're hanging out with people that are dropping things that make you uncomfortable. Maybe they're racist terms. Maybe they're bigoted terms. Maybe they're hateful in ways like cut the cord, like cut the cord, just cut it out. It's not hard. Make yourself happy. That's my message. Make yourself happy. Think about it. Analyze, line up everything in your head, write it down on paper. If you have to, does this person benefit me? emotionally, you know, physically, if you want to say that, maybe you fuck 40 people a week. I don't know. Maybe you got this fuck circus going on. If it makes you happy, great. But write everything down. Figure out what's working in your life, what's not working in your life, and what's not working, make a decision. Weigh the pros and cons. Example, you know, person X. We'll just call him, you know, Harry. Harry pisses me off more than he makes me laugh. Harry, uh, you know, I do a lot of stuff for Harry, but Harry doesn't do anything for me. Harry probably wouldn't come jumpstart my battery if, if I was a little bit too far away or maybe not at all. 
fuck Harry. The fuck out of here, Harry. We're done with you. We're not going to fucking do it. We're going to cross you off. Just like your, uh, oh, I don't remember who it was. I want to say it was Steve Buscemi. Maybe in uh, Mr. Deeds, he crosses off all the people that make it right instead of going out to kill them. Don't kill anybody. Not advocating to kill Harry because he won't help you jumpstart your car. Again, the whole point of the whole thing is kindness, you know, peace, love, that whole thing. But make your list, man. If you if you're not feeling it, if something's wrong, if life's got you down, if something's not adding up, you're giving more than you're getting. It's okay to be a little bit selfish. I mean, you have to be happy, which means you have to receive something, whether it's love. Try to cut the material stuff out. That's not going to help anybody. Truly, I mean, not really. It's like sure, it's band-aid shit. But make a list. Figure out what's working, what's not. What's good in your life, what's not. And, uh, you know, cut out the what's not. It's same as if you were uh, trying to get healthy. You know, Wendy's, not doing it anymore. McDonald's, sorry, can't do it. Do the same thing with the people in your life, the jobs in your life, the tasks in your life. Maybe even the hobbies are making you unhappy. Anything that's making you unhappy, consider giving it the boot with no remorse. Don't fucking worry about it. Don't think about it too much. Don't, you know... Be like, what are they going to think? Who cares? Like, it's, it, you got one life. Who cares what they think? You got one. Like, at the end of the day, when you're on your deathbed, do you want to lay there and be like, I made everybody happy. I'm miserable, but I made other people happy. That sinks in. Does it fill your heart or does it, you know, are you like, I fucked up? I really fucked up. I found no happiness because I was way too busy making sure I was everyone's servant. Everyone's whipping boy, everyone's, you know, go-to for anything they needed. But I never put the one person that I have control over in this life. I never put them first. And that's you. Did you ever put yourself first? Ever. It's not that hard. It's really not. It's a decision. You make one. You cut Harry out to begin with. And you see how that makes you feel when you don't have to listen to Harry's shit. Or maybe Harry's not messaging you over and over and over, relying on you to be his crutch when he's bored. There's not a guy named Harry, by the way. There's not even like, this is a, that was a purely fictional scenario, but one for you to use and try it out. Just, just see Make, like someone toxic in your life, cut them out and just see how you feel. And then you move on to the next thing. Maybe the next thing on your list. This makes me unhappy. Let me try as hard as I can to fix it, change it, or cut it out. I don't know. Do it. Maybe maybe get back to me. I'd love to know if my train of thought helps anybody. I'd also be fine if you turn this off a minute in. This is a sounding board. I'm not trying to preach directions or tell you how to live your life. I'm just telling you uh, what changed in mine. Like I was pretty unhappy into my early thirties, not like miserable or anything. I found, I found some, uh, comfort in certain things and I got, you know, that complacency, that comfort in a marriage that wasn't terrible, that comfort in friends that weren't terrible, but that, you know, at the end of the day, there's something still lacking. Something still wasn't quite right. So you fix it or I fixed it. And it, uh, you know, the, Ever since my early 30s, let's just say the last eight years, nine years, pretty happy. 
things are pretty good. I'm like, why the fuck didn't I do this earlier? What was I thinking? Like I wasted a lot of time, but it's God, I do sound like Dr. Phil, but it's not too late. It's not too late to take control of your life. It's not truly not. You could do it today. You could do it tomorrow. You could do it in a year. But, uh, if you do get to a point where it's too late, rest assured it's too fucking late. So even a year of happiness is, is better than no years of happiness. And that's why I, I told a buddy of mine too, a relationship that seems to be something that he's needed, something that was lacking. And it's so good that he's afraid to follow through on it. Don't be afraid. What if you get five good years out of this? Don't be afraid of losing it. Like if you lose something good, you had something good. If you never had something good, you never had anything to lose. So even if something's only going to give you short term happiness, fucking go for it. Like get that short term happiness. And if it ends, go find your next happiness. String them together. If you want chain them together, like, I don't know, a collection Pokemon cards. I don't know what you're into, but string that shit together and, and build chains of happiness instead of just passing on everything that could be happiness because I'm afraid of getting hurt. I mean, you got to feel something. And if you're feeling nothing, feeling some hurt, losing something you love, at least reminds you that there was something that you loved. Pretty profound shit. Why don't I do this for a living? I'm joking. I don't, I don't really think of myself in that way, but maybe, maybe just maybe if you listen to this, even if one person listens to this and, and thinks, you know, yeah, I'll give it a shot. I'm pretty fucking miserable. Let's see if I can go out there and get happy. Happy Gilmore. You never know. Give it a try. That's all I got folks. Just wanted to talk. Got this nice microphone that I haven't used before. And I thought I'm going to, I'm going to spill some guts tonight. And if you join me for this whole thing, man, thank you. Like that makes me happy. That would make this worth it. If one person made it all the way through. And if you did, let me know at bark back row on Twitter. Uh, you could also email back row fantasy show at gmail.com or uh, bark back row. Let's do that one. Bark back row at Gmail. If this gave you any value or anything, I'd like to hear about it. Or maybe just drop a review and say, dude said some profound shit brought value to my life. Thanks for listening, guys. I will talk to you next time. Hard to tell about what it's always just one event that, that makes this shit happen. That I'm like, give me a fucking microphone. Fucking Etsy's pissing me off. It's all it takes. See you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.